This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hello, me. Meet the real me and my misfits way of life. Speak of mutually assured destruction. Nice story. In 86, N.M. Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult. Now it's time for Babysitter's Club Club. Hey, what's up? <laughs> hey. <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> Just, uh, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling so good about everything in the future and good. Just like what every everything that's in store for us, and I definitely have like a plan, and I know what's happening, and I'm feeling very good about it. And it's the last Babysitters Club book, and yes, uh, so great that that's happening to us. Mm -hmm. And we've been doing this for so long now, and it's always just been there, and it's always been such a steady part of my life, and it's the way I get to interact with my best friend each week, and. I'm just really looking forward to it being completely over because it's the last Babysitter's Club book, Jack. And what? <laughs> <laughs> and it's not our fault, is it, that this has happened? Is it? Is it? You can't blame us. I don't know. I don't know whose fault it is. <laughs> I don't know whose fault it is. I would like to know. I would like to know whose fault it is because I would like to hunt them down and tell them <laughs> what they're what the the amount of stress they've caused in my life. Fucking Anne. And I don't want to blame this on Anne. I'm. Let me be the first to say I'm not blaming this on Anne. I'll blame it on Anne. I don't care. But in her happy reading this week, she's like, oh, I've decided to end the Babysitter's Club, and I feel like this oh, is Oh, did right you, decision. Anne? Fuck you. Did you bother fucking consulting us, Anne? What was year was this? 2000? Yeah. Do you have any idea? 16? 16? Did you bother reaching out to a 16-year-old Tanner Greenring, <laughs> Tanner Ringerud at the time, and say, yeah. You don't know this, but in 20 years, <laughs> this is going to really affect your life. I was in Scotland. Not hard to reach. Jazz9 at standrews.ac.uk. That's, yeah. I had an email. Ned and Jimbo at hotmail.com. <laughs> Named after the South Park characters. Just fucking drop me a line, Just Ann. Shoot me a fucking email. I couldn't have been that hard. Come on. God, Jack. I had to, in such a way that I didn't want to ruin my wife's night because she was patiently watching the great british bake-off next to me <laughs> mm -hmm. as i was reading this book last night with headphones yeah. in so i could concentrate on it yeah i had to mask the tears that were flowing down my cheeks <laughs> while reading Anne's last ever happy reading section pretty brutal god it was it wasn't well it was long too yeah it was it was overly long she needed like a editor. chapter length I don't want to put the cart before the horse. We've no. got a lot to discuss. We've got a lot to discuss. Anne wrote this one. Anne came back from the Big from beyond the grave to write this one. Here I am. Here I am. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's pretty good, right? Damn. Yeah. I wish we would have come up with that sooner. <laughs> Here I am. Here I am. Write you like a... Here I am. Write it like I only can. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. We'll uh, workshop it. We'll workshop it. Um, we've we've got to say who we are. Tanner. Hi, hi. <laughs> and welcome to your last chance to the Babysitters Club. Club, Club. nailed it. Uh, it's a podcast wherein I, Jack Shepard, and I'm Tanner Greenring, talk about the classic novels and the great sitters cycle by the hand that shakes. Yeah. 
That's right, I'm talking about the princess of the Prince of Towns, St. Annabelle Matthews Martin Stormborn Soulskinner, mother of clocks and bane of bats. She is, of course, the first of her name, the last of her kind, and the last hope for humankind. This week we're going to be talking about the final... Here I am. Write it like, like I, I only can. can. That's pretty See, good. It's good. God damn, I wish we would have come up with that so much sooner. We're talking about the final Babysitter's Club book. It's called Babysitter's Club, Friends Forever, Super Special, number two, Graduation Day. Graduation Day. Yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. You know that meme of the week? Meme of the week. I like turtles. Sorry, this is the Soup Salt segments, and we're going to do every segment in this episode ever. And (laughs) this is meme of the week, and it's Graduation Day, and it's based on that video of the horror movie, and the guy says, Garbage Day, and shoots that other guy. I haven't seen that one. Okay. Well, it's a very popular meme of the week. Um, It's a great book. It's fine. Mm. It's fine. Mm. There's a lot of handwriting in it, which I found, I always find to be annoying, because it's like hard to read, and you can't- Epistolary. It's kind. It's not epistolary. Semi-epistolary. Mm, yeah. It's, it's like got epistolary elements. I think the way I said it was right. They, no one's Sometimes writing any letters. The letter it. writing pushes I guess the plot forward. They write letters to themselves. It's mostly about that. They write letters and, well, and to emails themselves. and emails to one another and emails and those ones are fine. And is that no still epistolary? That is somewhat epistolary. Okay. So you're admitting it's an epistolary novel. I'm admit, I've come to believe, after some careful reflection, that it has epistolary, epistolary elements. elements. Yes. yes. And that's what I said, too. Okay. Just a moment ago. Um, we liked this one only because it's all we have left. Well, should we tell Baby Nation now? What? There is one more book. There's another book. Official. There's one more official. There's an book, official we've, book. We've sort of scraped the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, a little bit. So there's going to be more episodes, but there is the summer before book. There's something called the summer before, Which where they go back in time. Will. Yeah, yeah. So we will probably be reading that. We'll read that eventually. unless the birds take us against our will. They could. And well, I don't think happen. they do that. Sometimes. Um, we're going to talk about the book. It's called Graduation Day. Um, I've written a description of it. Okay. Um, and then I'd like to have you describe it. Didn't I just describe it last week? Why would you have? How could you have? Oh, you described the last book last week. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to want you to describe this one. I have taken the I just trouble. did it last week. Well, I feel like you made you me do it the do week it before, too. I'm not, I'm not one of these people who, like, keeps track of who does the chores, you know? Just, like, pull your fucking weight, do your I best. I've done it I'm several not, like, times in the last several no. weeks. I'm not here to, like, nickel and dime you on this shit, and I would expect for you to give me the same respect, okay? Yeah. Like, whatever. Okay. okay, you did it twice in a row, you know? Like, it's like okay. I think I've done it, like... We're both doing this. I think I've done it, like, 200... Well, let me look at Anne's words here. Oh, yeah, she says the number, doesn't she, in Happy Reading? I think I've done it, in some capacity, 213 times in a row. <laughs> Yeah, Anne really goes for it. It's like she's got that number top of mind. She's like, they're like, Anne, can you write one more? And she's like, don't I have fucking ghostwriters for that? <laughs> and they're like, Anne, it's the last one. She's like, oh, Jesus, fucking cr-. Okay, fine. <laughs> Let me sober up. I've done this 213 times. <laughs> <laughs> 
Don't I have ghostwriters for that? Here's the entire list. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Here's the entire list of all of them, including one that I was like, "Who? Wait, <laughs> <laughs> one? There was like four in this list there that I was like, I've never heard of these people in my life." Yeah, <laughs> Mary Lou Kennedy, Helly, Helen Perelman, yeah, and Laura Dower. Yeah. Who? Who? Yeah, Jan Carr. I remember. I remember Jan Carr. Stephanie Cominson. You got a Jan car. <laughs> I got a Jan car. <laughs> That's funny. That's good. Um, I'd love to describe this book. I uh, yes. I would like to describe it for you. And uh, it's kind of a tone poem about my feelings about this book. But I think it will it, it it'll get across most of the plot. Okay. And then I'll have you do it in sixty <sighs> seconds. Are you ready for that? Yep. Okay. I'll begin. This is how I describe this novel. If you love someone now, does the nowness of your love stretch out sideways into infinity, even if you stop loving each other in the future? Put another way, are we always already friends forever because each precious moment we spend together is a tiny, boundless universe, even if our friendship ends, like all beautiful things, in time? Because we should cherish our memories just as much as our hopes, our achievements just as much as our aspirations. Or is now and forever the wrong framework for thinking about something as timeless as a friendship? Because love is not a deal that you make with someone else, a thing in this world with a beginning and a middle and an end. Love is like a song that you hear sometimes, and sometimes you don't, but it is always there, now and forever, all at once. Babysitter's Club, Friends Forever, Super Special, number two, Graduation Day. Did you write that? That's what this book made me feel. All of it? You wrote all of that? Yeah. That's why it came out of me from this book. You put this book in me, and that's what comes out. I mean this from the bottom of my heart. This is very beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. It's a beautiful novel. <laughs> I'm I like started googling halfway through. I was like, "What is he lifting?" This is so well written. It's very touching. It's a beautiful book, and that's what it's about. Put sixty seconds on that big damn ass <laughs> clock, ears, and let's get the plot out. All right, let's get the plot out. I got a big bad clock here. Happen to have a handy. I'm going to put sixty seconds on it, and during those sixty seconds, you're going to describe every single thing that happens in this novel. I'm going to begin now. It's graduation day, babies, and we're all graduating eighth grade, and we're going to go to Stony Brook High School together, and we're all very excited and um, nervous and trepidatious is that a word sure and excited did i say that that's not two synonyms you've got 30 seconds left okay and then so everyone is anxious um they're all gonna be graduating next week they've all got their little things that they need to do before they graduate christy wants to bury a time capsule marianne needs to do something claudia needs to pass a science exam that she fails stacy needs to return a book and dawn needs to come back from california um 
Claudia fails her exam, but she takes summer school. Christy buries the time capsule, even though there's a Claire's Pike's Bear in it. Marianne does whatever thing she needed to do. Talk to Logan. And time. And Stacy buys a new copy of the book. Yeah, it's not a lot that happens in the book, is it? It's it, it it's no, more... but it's kind of you know what? It's so good at capturing those last couple weeks before graduation because it's yeah. like there's not a lot to do, but there's a ton to do. You know, yeah. Your normal routine is completely thrown away. You've got a lot to do, but it's not the usual shit. You've got these finals, but you're so excited about graduation. It's just whew, heady days. It's heady days. I felt it. There's a lot of talk amongst the babysitters that's like looking to the future and and being brutally honest with each other that they're like probably not going to be as close. Yeah, I hated that. Future. I don't like that paradigm. Are you friends with anyone you were friends with in middle school? I so he, my deal is that uh my my like childishhood friend who I knew since I was like Cyril's age um although he lives in England, we're still close and he like came to my wedding and read at my wedding. That's pretty good. Middle okay. school I had very I know close someone friends. Else who read at your wedding. Yeah, so I'm we're not talking for once okay. so for not, literally for that, once we're not talking about He's you. not that he's not that special. <laughs> Must not be that special. My middle school friends, it is true that we were very close, but like kind of had fallings out in our in my like teens and 20s that's so which is kind of sad i don't want to get into it i want you to no based on what it's too sad and difficult you got too into like indie culture you <laughs> too tight. it just couldn't it didn't it, it so the, those friendships did fall apart in my 20s but my high school friends for, from ninth grade on still like you know a bunch of them like yeah, the, yeah. The, like we all stuck together so i don't like i can't totally say that like Anne is wrong that like yeah. that your eighth grade buds aren't necessarily your buds for life but if she, if it had been ninth grade I would have been like this is a fucking lie right because these are all still my closest friends when I was in eighth grade I was in the gym at Weber Junior High School from Mallory Hates Boys and gym no okay <laughs> I was in the literal gym oh gymnasium G-Y-M. yeah okay gymnasium <laughs> yeah <laughs> and there was a tall lanky young man hanging out in the gym Mm -hmm. and he had he had stolen the mouse balls okay from the computers in the computer lab that's funny was he chuckling to himself playing a game that he called mouse ball by himself (laughs) in the gym yeah where he was throwing you remember mouse balls yeah i know it they're they're rubberized so they're a little bouncy but they're also heavy yeah and hard yeah so he was playing a game there was a line about I'm going to say 50 feet up on the wall in brick, mm-hmm. a black, a line of black bricks and otherwise red bricks. Yeah. And he was playing a game where he was throwing the mouse ball up as hard as he could and trying to clear that black line. And the ball would bounce off the wall and come back down at like escape velocity. <laughs> That's good. And he would try to catch it. Yeah. And it hurt like hell. Yeah. And I said, what are you doing? And he said, I'm playing mouse ball. Do you want to play with me? And I said, yeah. Yeah, and that that would young man's name was Jim from Mallory Hates Boys and from Jim. Mallory Hates wow. Boys. Wow. Okay, and still, still best one friends of my to this day. Friends in the world. Yeah, that's good. Someone I interact with on a daily basis. 
Spoke at your wedding. Spoke at my wedding, yeah. Strong. Okay, anyone see it. So, Anne. my wedding? Do you want to mention anyone else who spoke at my wedding? Or are you not that petty? I, I Yeah, this isn't about me. Okay. <laughs> um, But there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that fucking talk, and I didn't love it. A lot of that talk. You know what you do if you want to stay connected with your friends? Christy. Yeah, yeah don't Marianne, be like, we probably Dawn, won't be Stacey. Yeah. Make a podcast with them. Make a podcast. Commit yourself to speaking to them every single week. Yeah, exactly. That's what true friends do. That's what true friends do. Week in and week out. That's For commitment. years. For years. <laughs> Surprisingly many years. And even when you run out of stuff to talk about, you just sit and... Spin your fucking wheels to think about <laughs> what the hell should That's we do That's what now? true friendship is, Christy. Yeah. Christy's pissed. Christy's pissed in this book. There's an anger coming from her. I wonder if, it, if Anne is channeling it. Because everyone else is just like, oh, man, I'm going to graduate. Like, I got to make things up with Logan. Like, oh, I wonder if things are going to be the same with me and Ethan in five years. Christy is just like, her whole thing is like, I'm like, can I be honest with you? Time capsule slash diary. Uh, I'm... I'm pretty pissed about the babysitters. Club it's not even ending. diaries. The epistolary function of this book yeah. is that they have a their last assignment before finals. Yeah, is that the principal, Mister Kingsbridge? Yeah, makes every graduating eighth grader write a letter to themselves. Right. That then Mister Kingsbridge will mail to them in four years. Yeah. When they're about to graduate from high school and go off to college. Yeah. So that's sort of the epistolary function. I would like to suggest that this is the means by which Anne traps them one last time. Interesting. So prior to reading the Friends Forever series, when I saw that the final book was called Graduation Day, I assumed naively that they meant an actual graduation, which happens in senior year. I didn't have graduation day in eighth grade. I don't know if that means that I technically have not graduated from the eighth grade. Ooh, that's that could be tricky for you. You think okay? Because we didn't fucking like that. It wasn't a thing. We just like ended oh, no. the fucking year. Yeah, we didn't either. But also, like my setup was K through six, seven, eight, nine. Okay, and then high school was ten, eleven, twelve. So it would have made no sense to graduate from eighth grade. Well, we didn't. There was not not that thing for yeah. me. So I what so before I move on, should I be worried that I haven't graduate graduated from eighth, from eighth grade? God, would it, maybe maybe when we're done with Babysitters Club books, it's just about tutoring you to pass the eighth grade, <laughs> like Billy Madison style. I I'll do it if I have to, because I don't want I like it, it sounds like you have to, because I've been putting on a lot of like resumes that I'm a MA, yeah, that I have an MA. I don't masters th- of arts. Yeah, but I don't think you can. That doesn't count. It's like, what's your highest level of educational attainment? And I will put MA, grade. which is kind of a cheat for various reasons. But let's not get into it. But actually, it should to, be because you didn't go to graduate school. I don't want to get into it, but there are three schools in the UK that give you an MA after a four-year degree for various reasons. And St Andrews is one. St Andrews is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but I do put it when people ask. Um, but I'm worried that actually it's seventh grade because I didn't graduate. Um, but listen, that's not the point. The point is the graduation day is graduation from the point eighth grade. is if you're thinking about employing Jack Shepard, that's and not the read point. on his resume that he has an MA. <laughs> it's okay to be dubious about. Yeah, that. in fact, he's this fucking eighth grader, as far as we know. 
He's an eighth grader. Because I went to college for five years and got two BAs. (laughs) One BA and one BA. Well, two BAs is an MA. Oh, is it? Yeah. What what about one BA and one BFA? That's an MFA. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I'm a master of fine arts. (laughs) Listen, I thought it was going to be graduation day from high school. It's graduation day from eighth grade. And that means, Tanner, it's not a flash forward. It's an illusion. They're still in the fucking eighth grade. At the end of these novels, they're still in the eighth grade. It's, this is what people don't get about this series. It's like a, it's a fucking head fake by Anne. The year isn't over. So if they repeat every year like Groundhog Day and Amber mm-hmm. Theory, mm-hmm. every year they have graduation day. Anne just hasn't shown it to us before. It's still the fucking eighth grade. It's just the summer of eighth grade. Yes. So yeah. as far as we know... They're going back again and doing the whole Babysitter's Club again. We just got one version of the Groundhog Day year that they have where right. Anne shows us graduation day. It's me. And, and then she just fucking dunks. She's right. like, as far as you you all, the sheeple, are concerned, they've graduated. They've graduated. And then but everyone's like, my oh, little Anne, sanctum, let them fucking grow up. Here in my little snow yeah. globe. We're just doing it all over again. I'm just going to shake the fucking thing over again, and they're going to be right back where they yeah, started. As soon as this book ends, Anne shakes it up and they start again. That's why they have so much trouble writing their fucking letters to themselves for the time capsule. All of them, are, like every single one, when they're writing the letters, they're like, this is so hard. I can't write a letter to myself. I just did it for what it's worth. It's fucking easy. I just did it in like th- literally three minutes. I watched you started. do it. But they're you like, oh, this it. is so hard. But why would it be hard unless. They look to their future and they just see blankness because there no, is it's, it's a paradox. There is no it's a them. Compelling in the point. Yeah. Did you there's another little wrinkle in Amber Theory too. Okay. Which which sort of shakes the very foundation on which we've built the entire theory. Okay. And it's not that they're repeating the same year over and over and again. Okay. Listen to this. Okay. We have helped out with a little Miss Stonybrook pageant and a baby parade. We have run a summer play group organized carnivals and throne parties we have solved mysteries and taken trips who can forget such things as the kids performance of the three billy goats gruff or when they put on the bsc follies my friends and i have babysat dog sat and even goat sat these have been two of the best years of my life huh well to be honest the babysitter's club is my life I think maybe, Jack, Mm -hmm. this entire time that we've been reading these books and we've been subscribed to the Amber Theory theory, Mm -hmm. it wasn't one year. It was two. Christy can note two years in her life. She can experience two years. I think it's been two years the entire time. And that repeats. And that's been what is repeating. Okay. That's interesting. That gives us a little bit more room. And that's why sometimes there's Halloween hops and sometimes there's not. Right. That's why sometimes there's graduations and sometimes there's not. Because it's two different years. It's two years. Is it two total years or it's two different years? Unclear. Yeah. She did not get that. She doesn't get into it. But she does say it's been two years. That's interesting. So Anna's tipping her hand here. I think also Anna's just trying to like throw fucking chum in the water because she knows she's been caught. She's whipping us up. She's whipping us up into a frenzy. Yeah, we're because the sharks. She, she want what she wanted with this final book. Oh, you boys thought it was one year. Yeah, <laughs> she sobered up. 
She was like, I cannot fucking believe I got it right. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, I'll believe that when I see it. Yeah. She sobered up. She's like, I already wrote 200 fucking 13 of these fucking things. And you want me to do another one? Fine, I'll do it. Yeah. But then she's like, all right, they they graduate. I let, I set them free. See? But she fucking did it. They're going to go back and do two years again. Two years over and again. Jesus. It's interesting. It's an interesting theory. They wrote letters to themselves, Jack. They're oh. going to read them. Yeah. In four years. That was the bulk of the book. Them writing letters. L- yes. Laboring over these letters and then presenting the letters to us, the reader. Yes. What were you about to say? You seemed excited about something. I just got excited for a second because I real I suddenly realized that Anne has tipped her hand inadvertently again. Why would she call this series The Friends Forever? Because it's actually about them growing apart. Unless... Yeah, in fact, this book is especially... Unless... Attuned to that. They actually are friends forever. Right. Right? They don't have to worry about connecting when they're in their late In their 20s, 20s or whatever. Because they're just going to do it all over again. They and that's why that's there. why Anne sto- she stops them right just at the moment they're about to come apart. And she's like, this is what it's like to be friends forever. It actually sounds kind of nice. I mean, that's the point of Amber Theory, isn't it, right? And Anne is doing what she thinks is right, but ultimately she's depriving these girls of a lot of meaning in their lives. Jack! These girls wrote letters to themselves. They did, didn't they? Four years from now, they will open, they will receive the letters in the mail, they will read them and see what life was like at the time. Yeah. I texted you last night as I was reading this book and yeah. said, Jack, yeah. write a dang letter to yourself. Write a letter to yourself, yeah. We will read them when we are still inevitably podcasting in four years. Yeah. Got on tonight, said, did you write a letter? You said, yes, did you? And I said, yeah, the plan is to read them in four years, right? And you said, no, we're reading them tonight. And yeah, I said, okay, well, that would I be didn't stupid. write a letter. <laughs> so you made the assignment, then didn't do the assignment thinking that you wouldn't get caught now and then in four years time i would read this letter that i wrote four years ago to you i wrote a letter and you <laughs> and I wrote you would the make one up and pretend that you wrote it four years ago i did write the letter now tonight before yeah. we started. and then i said fuck you write it before we start and you did should we read them yeah let's read them let's we're read gonna read letters. them again in four years when we're still podcasting right? yeah we'll read them again in four years it'll be fun one for second people. hey siri Hey, Siri, remind me to read the podcast letters in four years from today. <laughs> okay, your reminder is set for the 16th of October, 2024. <laughs> okay, there it is. Um, you want to okay. read yours first? Because I feel like you put a little more thought into yours. Um, I can do mine. Mine is long, too. Mine's a little long. It, the girls... Had so much trouble with this. I did mine in five minutes. Yeah, I did mine in three. And it's a letter to myself in four years. And basically the the assignment is just like, tell them, tell yourself about yourself. Yeah. Here's mine. Ready? Dear me. Meet the real me. Sorry, I couldn't resist. That's from the Megadeth song, Sweating Bullets. You know, the one where Dave Mustaine goes, Hello, me. Meet the real me and my misfits way of life. A dark black past is my most valued possession. Hindsight is always twenty twenty, but looking back, it's still a bit fuzzy. Speak of mutually assured destruction. All, hey, Jack, is it all the Megadeth song? No. 
I'm almost done. Okay. Okay. Nice story. Tell it to Reader's Digest. Anyway, I don't have a lot of space here, and there are so many things I want to talk. You to had you all about. the space you wanted. Don't. I'm saying the letter. Did you write it in a, like a? Where did you write it? I wrote it in an Evernote. Well, you had all the space you wanted. Well, but I, it's in my mind. Okay, it's okay. going into go a ahead, time ahead, capsule. I don't mean to. Yeah. Anyway, I don't have a lot of space here, and there are so many things I want to talk to you about. Like the time Dave Mustaine went on Bill Maher's show in 1996 to support Bill Clinton and ended up making fun of Bob Dole's war injury and looking like a real asshole idiot. Or how he's like a MAGA dude now. I don't even like Megadeth. I don't want you to think that. I just kind of got it into my head because of the sweating bullets thing. But that doesn't matter. That's not what's important. Besides, who gives a shit if I bought Countdown to Extinction in 1992 when I briefly thought I was going through a metal phase? I was 13 years old, for Christ's sake. Honestly, I think it's laudable that I was exploring different types of music at that age. Besides, you're just as guilty of it as I am, and you were just as embarrassed to take it back and exchange it at Sam Goody as I was, so don't get on your fucking high horse about this. The only other thing I know about Megadeth is that Dave Mustaine was one of the founding members of Metallica, but he got kicked out for being too aggressive. And a lot of his life and music has been consumed by bitterness about that. I wonder whether that feeling of grievance is a part of why he ended up being this MAGA-type dude, even though he was a prominent Democrat in the 90s. Anyway, I realize that a lot more of this has been about Megadeth than anybody could have possibly expected. But I hope you're still happy and Cyril and Sarah still like you and your cats are still alive. Right now, I live in Texas. I can run a sub-seven-minute mile if I push myself, and I cuddle a plush tiger named Mr. Orange at night because my child rejected him in favor of a newer tiger, and I felt sorry for him. Hope you're well. Happy reading. Um, that was a lot about Dave Mustaine. It was more than I expected when I started. You didn't intend it. Kind of I just know a lot about Dave Mustaine. So yeah. And never have an opportunity to talk about it. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty Dave Mustaine heavy. Yeah. Um, do you want me to read mine? I would love that, yeah. Okay. Hi, Tanner. It's really great to hear from you again. <laughs> Gosh, what a wild journey we've had over the last four years, I bet. <laughs> just think, this time four years ago... You had just started a new job, and your podcast was just dying out with a whimper, not a bang, <laughs> as you ran out of Babysitter's Club books to read and didn't really have a clear vision on what you and Jack were going to do next. Speaking of Jack, I wonder how he's doing four years from now. Considering he was well into his 40s when you wrote this note, <laughs> it's hard to imagine how old he is when you're reading this. Close to 50? Disgusting. <laughs> Anyways... Maybe birds carried your soul into heaven by the time you're reading this, and you're actually dead? I don't know. It sort of seems likely, to be honest. I've written you a poem to summarize <laughs> sort of where you and Jack are professionally. I'm using the term professionally lightly. I'm referring to your podcast work, which you collect little to no income from. <clears throat> and it's solely your own work, and I don't intend to credit Walt Whitman or anyone else. Oh, daddy, my daddy. Our fearful <laughs> podcast is done. The ship has weathered every rack. The prize we sought is won. The port is near. The bells I hear. The people all exulting. While follow eyes, the steady keel, the vessel grim and daring. 
Oh, heart, heart, heart. Oh, the bleeding drops of red. Where on the deck my daddy lies, fallen cold and dead. Oh, daddy, my daddy, (laughs) rise up and hear the birds. Rise up, for the flag is flung. For you, the bugle trills. For you, bouquets and ribboned wreaths. For you, the shores are crowding. For you, they call the swaying mass, their eager faces turning. Here, daddy, dear Jackie, this arm beneath your head. It is some dream that on the deck you've fallen cold and dead. My daddy does not answer. His lips are pale and still. My Jackie does not feel my arm. He has no pulse nor will. The ship is anchored safe and sound. Its voyage closed and done. From fearful trip, the victor ship comes in with objects won. Exult, O shores, and ring, O bells. But I, with mournful tread, walk the deck. My daddy lies, fallen cold and dead. P.S. In case you forgot, you used to say, Zoom me, daddy, to Jack each week (laughs) when it was time to start a recording. Just want to put this poem in some context. (laughs) Lilas. Lilas means love you like a sister. I was going to ask about the daddy thing. But so daddy is is me because you say zoom, zoom me daddy to me when we'd start our record. That's really beautiful. And it's a beautiful poem that you wrote. And I watched you write it in just five minutes before we um, started recording. Uh, yeah. Nothing about Megadeth. No, I didn't have a ton of thoughts on Megadeth for this. I can add something now. If no, you it's want. fine. It's in the time capsule. It's in the time okay. capsule. And it's a, it's what comes to you. So I don't want to, I don't want to influence it, but I did right. think that was really beautiful. Thank you. Um, should we take a quick break? Yes. Okay. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hmm. What would I do with an extra hour in my day? Very interesting question, BetterHelp. Hello, everyone. This is Evil Tanner. I'm like regular Tanner, except evil. Our sponsor, BetterHelp, has put a little prompt here in the copy for us. What would you do with an extra hour in your day? My own website, which only exists on the dark web, of course, uh, wetterhelp.com, could use a little help. So I would probably use that hour to do a whole bunch, like just flood Facebook with one like, one prayer. Please go donate to my GoFundMe. I need to bring my website, wetterhelp.com, back from the brink. Betterhelp.com, they feel like there's a little bit of uh, infringement. I said, well, you know, we're on the dark web. You guys are on the surface web. Our whole thing is like, getting people wet who don't want to be wet so it's like stepping in a puddle or like sitting on a bench that's wet that's us like that's what we do share this with a friend one like one prayer i will follow through on the like prayer stuff too i will be praying all night i would use today's sponsor betterhelp.com um of course i can't i am evil tanner i can only use the deep web we do have a deep web version of betterhelp.com um it's called worsehelp.com it's not good but i think betterhelp.com is great from everything i've heard convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist. You can switch at any time, no additional charge. Uh, go check it out. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Bedfellows to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Bedfellows. See you there. Well, not me, but have fun. And we're back. And we're back. And let's see. Who's here? You're here. I'm Jack. here. Mm-hmm. Tanner's here. And Tanner. Yep. Karis? Oh, Karis is here. Karis. 
Can you come in here? Can you just swallow me down? Oh, sorry. Swallow. Yes. Swallow, swallow you into the dark. dark. Yeah. Thank you. She's still. Where is she in your basement in Connecticut? She she and Liz came with me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. They're on kind of a retainer. Yeah. Great. So good. Sorry. Shh, shh. Okay. Oh, there it is. Yeah, it's beautiful. And I said, uh, uh, swallow me down, uh, uh, that's, that's that, that loving sound. sound. Beautiful. And it's Swallow Me Into the Dark. It's the segment wherein we talk about the Babysitter's Club art director, Hodges Swallow, who TBD on whether or not he had any kind of art direction on these Friends Forever covers. Yeah. Um... There, at the end, Anne has kind of an extended. Epilogue. She really good, fucking. She's it's like a fucking Oscar speech with her happy reading. Jesus, yeah. Anne, and she kind of goes into deep detail on everyone who's worked on these books, including all of the art directors. And she has this to say, yeah. about the art directors, which I'll mention really quickly. Yeah, it's a bullet in a long list of bullet points. Yeah, thanks for the bullet, <gasps> Anne. <laughs> Hodges Swallow, Susan Tang. Charles Tang, and other artists whose work brought the characters and their world to life visually. First of all, who the fuck is Charles Tang? Who the fuck is Charles Tang? We know Susan Tang, for uh, people who don't listen to our Patreon, uh, is the the, the, um, artist behind the Little Sister books. Yeah, Tang 2020. But who the fuck is Charles Tang? Yeah. He's a nothing for us. As far He's as I know. related to Susan Tang? I don't know. It feels like a weird coincidence if he's not. <laughs> anyway, I don't know what Susan or Charles or Hodge's involvement is on the cover of this book or right. any of the Friends Forever yeah. books, mm-hmm. Jack. But I want you to take a look at this book cover. Okay, yeah. I want to take a look at it, too. I'm seeing four young women. Okay, yeah. I recognize one of them. Yeah, so th- here's a thing that they did. The the third from the left, second from yeah. the right is definitely Marianne. Yes, Marianne's and the I, only one. And I recognize her from other Friends Forever book covers. Yeah. These other three young women, absolutely no idea. <laughs> so the Friends Forever books, uh, the covers of these books, we've complained about them many times. And Hodges, if you're responsible for these, like, yeah. we still respect you. We, we still, still love, love you. you. Yeah. Maybe photography is not you're a incredibly gifted yeah watercolorist and illustrator and painter yeah maybe photoshop isn't your thing yeah and if you're in trouble blink twice yeah if you're in trouble somehow get the signal to us get the signal to us we will come and rescue you Mm -hmm. but we've complained about these covers but at least they had kind of a thing which is that they did a photo shoot where all the girls were the same girls yeah. And then now either they had different girls play the parts of everyone except Marianne for the cover of this or Hodges or whoever it is has decided Whomever. that Marianne's graduation picture 
whomever. Is with three <laughs> random girls. I don't recognize a single one of these girls. There's a blonde girl who's definitely not Stacey or Dawn. Also, Tanner, this is a thing. Remember, we used to call this Hodges bait. There's a passage in this novel where they're like, like they do all their graduation photos, and then Claudia is like, I had one last request. I like pulled Janine aside, and I was like, Janine, take a picture of like all the BSC together. And then she's like, the picture that came out was like the most somber picture I've ever seen of all of us looking terribly serious, but I right. framed but it I anyway. framed it anyway. This is not a somber picture, and it's also not all the babysitters. Any of the girls? It's just Marianne and three (laughs) random girls, and I don't recognize any of them. It's like Sabrina Bouvier and Erica Blumberg. What the fuck? (laughs) Why did you put that on the cover for graduation? Is this a joke to you, Hodges? Is this a joke to you? The girl on the right has like sort of reddish hair, and you could conceivably be Mallory, except Mallory is two years younger than all. She's not graduating. She's not graduating. So what does that mean? God, I don't recognize any of these girls. It's it's infuriating. Literally the first time I've seen three out of four of them. And Hodges, what are you doing? Or, and or also, maybe this is Charles's work. Look, maybe this is the sister. This is Charles Tang. Tang. Yeah, the Charles work. Tang was like, I I got this one. Susan and Hodges were sick, and and Charles was like, and trust me, I'll handle casting. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. Fucking bullshit. And I look, I didn't graduate from the eighth grade. Everyone knows that now. It's an embarrassment. Right. But I, I'm going to go back. I'm going to do eighth grade. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about me. But people who did graduate from eighth grade, did you wear like a fucking cap and a gown? No, come on. I have no immediate memory of graduating from eighth grade, by which I mean I don't remember having a ceremony. I certainly didn't have a cap and gown. No, what the fuck is that? It's insane. Charles yeah. Tang, it, it, I'm furious with this guy. You think these are Charles? This is Charles. I think it's Charles. The and Friends like, Forever stuff is uncredited, and I'm wondering if it's all Charles. I also think he's unrelated to Susan Tang, the art director for the Little Sisters series. No, you, if he were related to her, he would have some of her sensibility, and he yeah. just doesn't. And she's great. And he's just like using her... like. Like the the possibility that he might be connected to her to like sidle. Oh yeah. Like, oh, I got this. I'm an artist. Jack, can I read you a passage? Yeah, please. I'd love that. Stacy chapter. Yeah. Chapters don't have numbers. Yeah, it's They're a lot like of handwriting. It's like a super special, folks. There's just like names and then a ton of handwriting. From NYC girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Subject: caps and gowns. Two. <laughs> Big Dad. <laughs> I'm glad you caught this. <laughs> so, and it's a hit segment called... <laughs> Dad Watch. Dad Watch. So what we know is that... And th- I want you all to think about this a little bit. Ed McGill has a AOL. Ed McGill... Known workaholic, yeah. like serious professional. Yeah, as a as a AOL instant messenger name. I assume that's what it is, unless it's an email. Maybe it's, it's an email. email. Okay, it says email. And keep in mind, handle, this is this is the email under which he courted. Yeah, Samantha. Samantha yeah, his fiance. This isn't just for Stacy. 
This is for everyone. This is his email. He goes by email. Big Dad. Big I Dad. I bet that worked for Samantha, but how are people at work going to take it? <laughs> <laughs> I interact with people on my personal email all the time. <laughs> and it's not Big Dad. Put that oh, in your fucking be. resume. I'm a big big Dad. I'm a Big Dad at Gmail. Yeah. Oh, it's just Big Dad at Gmail. Easy to remember. <laughs> <laughs> It's just six letters. <laughs> Super easy to remember. Big he Dad probably could get that in those days. This is even before Gmail. He could get Big Dad at Hotmail probably in like like MSN dot yeah Big Big Dad net. yeah. <laughs> that, that's unprofessional, but whatever. I don't know. Maybe that's why I'm not like a workaholic millionaire lawyer. That's what we all did in the '90s. We didn't have professional emails. It was yeah. Ned and Jimbo at Hotmail dot <laughs> and you you liked it. You had to like it, yeah. Um, and then, uh, oh, and and uh, along those same lines, Ethan is over. Okay, Ethan is over. I thought honestly, like up until this book, what Ethan, do you mean Ethan is over? Ethan has retained his cred as like a Stacy's boyfriend. Ethan has retained his cred as like a cool guy. Like, up until this book, up until this book, he's like, yes, okay. You mean he's over? He's over now, rep wise. Yeah, he's like he's yes. a, a handsome, like interesting, brooding, sensitive New York art guy. Yeah, and I always, I never liked him, but I always respected him but... until today when I learned that his fucking email handle is Mister Dolly. <laughs> <laughs> Mister Dolly. <laughs> at, at whatever like hotmail.co.uk yeah. <laughs> mr dolly at geo cities um yeah that's not cool you're not cool ethan i thought you were cool and now and i was intimidated by you i'll admit it now and not anymore <laughs> like oh you're a fucking art guy so your thing is mr dolly no thank you <laughs> tanner i would like to introduce a segment that is called our <gasps> And it's where we talk about our burns in the book. Okay. And I only had one. Okay, me too. Okay, can I start? Yep. Um. So this book is just time capsules. It's really just time capsules. They they like they do a turn. I I it it didn't start being time capsules. I thought something was going to happen, but then it was just time capsules, right? Did you have that feeling where it was like a lot of time capsules? Stuff stuff's going to happen in the book. We're going to learn something, mm-hmm. and then it was like no, it's just the time capsules. Mm-hmm. But uh, my burn of the week comes from Abby's time capsule. Okay, I'm trying to find mine. And so this is the time capsule that they're all burying, and um, in four years, I think the idea is that the Pike kids are going to dig it up and look at the, it. The, specifically, the triplets. The triplets are going to dig it up and look at it. May I read it to you? Mm-hmm. This is what Abby says in her time capsule. Claudia is ready to kill me for this, but here's a picture of her bedroom. Nice underwear, Claude. And the burn is that Abby put a picture of Claudia's underwear in a time capsule for the Pike triplets to dig up. Okay. Yeah. That's and that's rich. Yeah. And that's rich. I'm trying to find mine. It's yeah, it was embedded a in was with one of these. I was hoping you weren't going to be looking for your 
your burn while I was saying my burn because it I said yours is rich. Felt like a felt like a damp squid, and it's not it's damp squid, damp squib, and it's not my fault <laughs> because you weren't actually paying attention. Do you want me to? Would you like me to tell it to you again? Let me find mine first because it's embedded in one of the most inscrutable uh, passages of handwriting, which is yeah. Jesse Ramsey's handwriting. We should have done your burn first, and I regret that now. Because my one was pretty funny and good. I, I would bet that if I were to quiz you on it now, you wouldn't be able to tell it back to me. Something about the triplets. Yeah, and then you said it's rich. <laughs> That's a good... That is a good <laughs> like blanket compliment to give to something, though. Could I tell it to you again? Wait, let me find mine first. Okay. What, what could I have possibly been highlighting here? Wait, so I wrote down... Damn squid is funny to say, by accident. If you, uh, this is how I know you really weren't paying attention. Is if I had said damp squid instead of damp squib by accident in any other circumstance, that would be the entire rest of the episode. You hear that sound, baby nation? That this is what it's. This is what it feels like when Tanner's just lost, has completely stopped listening to you. What could I have possibly been capturing here? <laughs> read it out and we'll fucking read it out. Well, and the thing is, like, it. there's a highlighted passage here. Yeah. That says burn. Yeah. But I, it's, it is one of the text, one of the handwriting sections. Yeah. So it didn't actually capture the specific burn I was looking for. Yeah. And I can't tell if it's in this honestly illegible Jesse section or if it's in this follow up Stacy section. What? It couldn't possibly be in there. Oh, okay, I found it. <laughs> okay. Okay, re- yes, Jack, I would love to hear your burn. <laughs> okay, here it is. Ready? Yeah. It's in Abby's um, time capsule. Okay. And here's what she writes in her time capsule. Abby's in this book. Remember Abby? Abby's in this book. She doesn't do much, but she does do the following thing in her time capsule. I well, really she's, she's not in the BSC anymore, so Yeah, she's not in the BSC. Christy she's not invited to do more. That she's fucking furious about it. I'm furious about it. No. Here's what Abby says. She puts into the time capsule the following note. Claudia is ready to kill me for this. But here is a photograph of her bedroom. Nice underwear, Claude. <laughs> Abby put a photograph of Claudia's underwear. I think a real pair. You think it's? Oh, you think it's actually a a pair of? Because Abby's underwear. constantly in Claudia's bedroom. She absolutely absconded with a pair of underwear. <laughs> she put in the salute your short style. Yeah, that's good, Jack. That's good. Hell it's of a burn. It. Yeah. Thank Woo! You. <laughs> Woohoo! Hell of a burn, Jack. Jesus Christ. Hell yeah, man. Wow. God, I didn't know you had that kind of shit in you, man. I'm glad you liked it. And what's your burn, Tanner? And I'm going to give you my undivided attention. Where on earth was this book? I didn't remember seeing it in my room in recent history. Worse, between the beginning of seventh grade and now, I had moved back to New York again and then returned to Stony Brook. Had the book survived two moves? I didn't think so. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. This was just horrible. I wasn't going to graduate, and it was all because of a copy of Ribsy. 
Oh yeah, so st- the 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 plot point that you need to know if you're a listener is that Stacy briefly worries that she won't be able to graduate because she has an overdue library book from like two years ago by Beverly Cleary. And this is an epistle. And here's an epistolary section. Yeah, dear Stacy, I am 13 years old and I am an idiot. Love, Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a self fur by Stacy, and you gotta love it. <laughs> you gotta love it. Yeah, good self burn from Stacy, and I agree. And Jack, yeah, it's almost time to go. I don't want it to end. No, ever. Yeah, but sometimes things have to. Yeah, sometimes things come to an end, and I feel like you and I know it, mm-hmm. and I feel like Anne knows it. Yeah, Anne knows it. And I have a passage here. Okay. It's from Christie's letter to herself. Mm -hmm. Everyone else is ready to move ahead, ready for high school, ready to move beyond the babysitter's club. They're going to say goodbye to so many things so casually, and I'll be left standing at my cliff, afraid to fall, unable to turn around and go back. If only I had wings, then I could soar into the sky. Maybe that's how my friends feel, as if they had wings, but not me. Jack, what is, uh, you're facing the end of something. Yeah. You're at a precipice. Yeah. And you wish you had wings and something and you could wish take you had wings and you wish you could take to the skies. What does that sound like to you? It sounds like a birds. It sounds like birds, doesn't it? It sounds like sky it burial. It sounds like a sky burial. That Christy is saying. And she's saying that we're her friends, isn't she? I don't know what this is. I don't know if it's Christy singling us out. I don't know yeah. if it's Anne singling us out. Yeah. I don't know if Anne is trying to, like, find some back door into claiming that Sky Burial was her idea all Ooh. along. Yeah, she's trying to take credit for our thing. But yes, that would be vintage. But sorry, Christy, you're you're saying you want the birds to carry you to heaven? Yeah. It's kind of our thing. That's kind of our thing. And we've been saying that for years For now, fucking years. As the show has been ending. <laughs> we keep saying that we're going to end the show, don't the last we? last two years We or keep so. saying it, don't yeah. we? Yeah. And now, and now that's Christy's thing? And now Christy's, uh-uh. No, thank you, Christy. Oh, speaking of, and I'll say it just before we leave. <laughs> speaking of fucking Christy and her thing, this is in Anne's happy reading section. It's another name that I just like have not fucking heard. And most of all, this is the the very end of the happy reading. It's the last words that Anne has ever written. She never spoke again after she wrote these words. These are yeah, this is the last she's famous for that. thing that we have for me. Yeah. And most of all, I want to thank Gene Fuel who came up with the idea for the Babysitter's Club and who guided it from the very beginning to the very end. Without her, the series wouldn't have happened at all. Thank you, Gene. Tell me how Gene is spelled. J-E-A-N. Is there an E on the end of that? No, it's not Genie. Interesting, because you're you're pronouncing it Gene? Yeah, but that's not Genie Betancourt is spelled J-E-A-N-N-E. So don't even think that this is an opportunity for you to oh, roast dang. me and in fact I, I've just sit quietly self-roasted. and think about the fact that you've just roasted yourself roasted yeah and listen now listen to Jean. me and yep. now listen to me Tanner 
and Anne, if you're listening, I thought Christy came up with the idea for the Babysitter's Club. Oh, right. Who's Not Gene Fuel. And? Gene Fuel. Give me Gene. Give me Fuel. Give me that which I desire. <laughs> and that's Metallica. Jack, I have one last segment to see us off forever. Okay. Before our souls are catered in heaven. Yeah. Okay. Tearful moment. Okay. I didn't have one, so I'll let you. I'll let you. I'll let you do it. It's long. We'll play some sad music. It's long. Okay. My tearful moment is the happy reading. Okay. Dear readers. It's hard to believe, but it's been almost 15 years since Christy, Claudia, Marianne, and Stacy formed the Babysitter's Club. When I first began working on the series, I thought I was going to be writing four books, one for each of the girls. But to my surprise, a total of 213 books about Christy and her friends followed. I've had a lot of fun working on the series. In fact, these have been the 15 most fabulous years. But now it's time to say goodbye to the members of the BSC. The series wouldn't have lasted so long without the support of people, but especially without you. Me? Me? The loyal BSC readers. Yes, I did say the word series. (laughs) It's not you, Siri. Fucking, it's not about you. Over the years, I've felt a great connection to my readers. I've received thousands of amazing letters, letters with suggestions for plots, letters of thanks, and letters from kids who simply wanted to share their lives with me. I've met readers at book signings, at schools, and through contests. I am seriously getting choked up just reading this again. (laughs) Of all the wonderful things that happened to me as a result of the Babysitter's Club, getting to know my readers was one of the best. I've been thinking a lot about the decision and choices lately. Often, making the right decision is easy, but sometimes a decision is difficult to make, even when you feel certain it's the right one. That's how I feel about the decision to end the series. I will miss working on the books, miss spending time with the characters, and especially miss my connection with the BSC fans. On the other hand, I have 15 years of memories, many of them created by you. That's why this last book is dedicated to my readers. Thank you for your loyalty and enthusiasm. Happy reading. (laughs) Anna Martin. And and you got us in the end, didn't you? Oh, woof! This and, one's for us. And it's, I don't consider us readers; I consider us scholars. And yeah. you didn't think the scholars, but that's fine. And it's like when Time Magazine gave Person of the Year to you. Remember that? <laughs> it was like kind of a shiny cover. Yeah, and it's like you because it's like the Web 2.0. <laughs> that was the dumbest and also like most prescient thing of all time. Yeah. It was like the last time that anything mattered. <laughs> like who even reads Time Magazine anymore? <laughs> but Anne, thank you, Anne, and thank you for dedicating this book to us. And I assume that you meant specifically me and Tanner. And uh, we w- will try our best to carry the torch. Um, to be fair, and I hate to say this, and it's not a pissing contest, but what you did in 15 years, we've done in five. Right. So, so you know, on our fucking level, Anne. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, better luck next time. Yeah. Hey, try one a week. Yeah, try one a week and. 
Jack, I was crushed under the weight of my own emotions when I read that. Yeah, it's beautiful. A puddle of jelly and tears. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. It made me sad as well. And now, Jack, we're... We've come to the end of the road. We're done. We're done. Yeah. We're free. We're free. Our spirits are free and our souls are free, I think. Almost. They will be. Yeah. Soon. Yeah. As soon as we crawl into those fields and let the birds take us. We can let the birds take us. Baby Nation, thank you for joining us for the last four years. Thank you, Jack, for being my co-host and companion for the last four years. Next week, we will be doing... Somewhere before? Nothing. Nothing. We will be wandering into the fields. (laughs) Naked as the day we were born. Yeah. Slathering ourselves in honey and carrion meat. Mm, that's gonna be nice and worms what about worms i think what i would think worm, worms b- birds love oh, worm and worms. seeds oh fuck yeah worms and seeds we what we do is we roll in honey just to get a sticky base layer yeah and roll then, in carrion meat yeah roll in seeds roll in worms yes walk to the nearest field for me it's the park across the street from my house for you it's i mean i could just do my backyard I got like a picnic table. Uh, I feel like the catio will throw people off, they'll throw birds off. Oh, they're going to be scared of it. I feel like because if the Jenkins cats are the is catio, always out there, yeah, the birds are not going to be into that. Okay, you got the little park across the street, but you also have that subdevelopment mm-hmm. sort of across the big park. Let's try not to triangulate too much. Right. But yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Sorry, the big park right next to the Alamo Theater. Right. Perfect. I feel like that's a good place to lie naked and let the birds take you. So yes. we'll figure out the logistics of it. This is not, sorry, we're getting yeah, into planning mode already. This but is just like, planning stuff. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll figure out the logis- logistics off air. But next week, the birds will take us. Yeah. And it's going to be birds. In the heaven. In the meantime, I would like to thank you so much for bearing with us, Tanner. I would like to thank you for bearing with me. I would like to remind the listeners that you can subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash BSCC podcast. Patreon's not over, by the way. Patreon's, Patreon's still going dozens strong. Of books. Stronger than ever. Yeah. Dozens are, of books. I think our, one of our best episodes ever this week. Which one was it? Uh, Travis the Mouse Guy. <laughs> <laughs> we're always a little... We record the Patreons on Saturday afternoons, and we're always a little punchy yeah it came out funny pretty funny neither of us wants to be there (laughs) um it's good uh please do subscribe you'll love it it's also a great way to support our show um please do remember to buy our merch bit.ly slash bscc merch we got shirts we got totes we got all sorts of good stuff out there um and join the facebook group it is at babysitters club club the facebook page and then navigate over to the group which is called baby nation <laughs> just search search baby nation in in the facebook sure what do do it how you do it i don't give a shit just get to the group not the page the page is fine but we don't do anything on it the group is a vibrant community of good nice people and everyone's good and nice and sometimes we uh interact in there as well um uh, finally i would like to remind you to give us a nice rating and review on apple Podcasts. it helps us to move through the rankings and please do tell a friend about our show we got to spread this far and wide while we still can one week while we still can birds are coming um all that remains is for me to say this week that this week we did indeed read a fantastic novel it was called say this week again fuck you you try to do this
Remember how while we're reminiscing, remember how hard it was for me to fucking outro us in episode one. I like had no concept of how to. And do I it. and I guided you. Like, there was and one guided me. Th- one set of footprints in the sand. That was where you carried me. And then now I'm so good at it, and I still do it. And I'm bad at it. While you're trying to knock me off balance. This week we did indeed, and I did say this week one last time. We did read a novel. It was called. Thank you. Yeah. God bless you. This week we did read a novel. It was called Babysitter's Club, Friends Forever, Super Special, Number Two, Graduation Day. Next week, birds are going to take our bodies and our souls into the sky with their beaks. And wings. And wings will be carrying them, but the beaks will be where the bodies are. And I, I don't know the logistics of it. You'll have to figure it out. We'll get into it next week. Finally, I would like to tell you that this week I have been Jack Alexander Shepard. My name is Tanner Greenring. Please do remember to round off the corners in your bedroom, drown all your dolls, call your senator, and demand your right to bear time, and do not forget to let Daddy love you as much as I do. Remember the Delaney's. Remember, remember Trip Man. Thank you. Take your dream horse through that maze. Claudia is wearing a bra now, and the way she talks, you would think that boys had just been invented. Abby's in this book. Remember Abby? Yeah. What are you doing? What are you like? Opening a beer. Having a fucking fireworks party in your microphone? I'm just opening a beer. Chill. <laughs> that was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>